Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Freehouse. Get that pickup and delivery Tuesday through Sunday. Get the menu and more at thefreehousempls.com. Thanks, Freehouse. Hey, Jace, I have a good idea. How about after the show, you get us some curbside pickup at the Lowry? Oh, how convenient for you to come up with that great idea. But yes, I'll take you and Dawn to the Lowry, okay? <laughs> what are we eating? Uh, are we thinking comfort food? Dawn, yes. you thinking comfort food, Lex? Oh, yes. Okay. I'd, I'd really like some meatloaf if they have it. Oh, wow. You're getting very, very particular. But Dawn, <laughs> we can hook you up at the Lowry because it is comfort food at its best. They have Ma's Meatloaf. Ooh. Don't you love that name? It is a generous portion of house-made meatloaf. You get some mashed potatoes, some root veggies, some chipotle ketchup. Oh. So, Dawn, we got your order. Lex, are you thinking comfort food, too? You know it. I need some comfort right now. It's cold out. How about a Cubano? How does that sound? Oh, yum. Yes. A baguette, mustard blend, fire-braced pork, smoked ham, pickles, and Swiss cheese. Delicious. And you know what? (laughs) I want it right now. Well, you know what else I'm going to get you right now? We're all going to split a velvet burger. It is what two. What is that? Whoa. It is, thank you. It's two <laughs> four ounce beef patties, Velveeta cheese, roasted poblano peppers, peanut pesto aioli sandwiched on a brioche bun. Wow. Boom. Whoa, yumbo. Yumbo isn't a word, but you know what is a word is pickup and delivery. And the Lowry offers both Tuesday through Sunday. For more information, go to the LowryUptown.com. Most unnecessary update to a Christmas song ever. Justin Bieber being added to Mariah Carey's perfection. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, the 8 o'clock hour. I'm Jason, Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. Like, why? 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 The song was perfect Uh, all by itself. Well, it's to get the youngins who love Justin Bieber. I have news for them. The youngins love this song anyway true True. it doesn't need baby bieber in there (laughs) it is he sounds very baby very very Mm -hmm. very see yeah it's not it's not as good it's not as good (laughs) i'll just spade it away then thank you (laughs) jason got an email about that uh holiday movie from brian the hallmark movie with the gay couple and you were disappointed that yeah there wasn't too much about it well brian emailed us he's in his mid-60s gay he's been partnered for 33 plus years in ohio and he actually really liked it he did oh good yeah well and what he said was it was more just that it was he was struck by how just past the spaghetti it was that you know that the parents had a gay son it was presented as normal and didn't feel weird yes okay 
he has a great point. It was a pass the spaghetti moment. I do appreciate that and acknowledge that. My point was it was kind of like they made it seem like they were going to be the main. All of the hoopla, to me, made it seem like the gay couple was going to be. Because, you know, every one of these. Yes. Every one of these ridiculous movies have a main couple. My point was they made such a hoopla over, oh, my goodness, we're including the gays. And I thought they were going to be the main couple. But no, they were the mashed potatoes. They were the side. And I loved, he's right to point that out. I love how matter of fact it was. Yeah. My my main beef was I wanted them to be the beef. I wanted them to be the meat. I wanted them to Whoa. be the steak. I wanted yeah. them to be the Not turkey. The side dish. I didn't want them to be the stuffing. I wanted them to be the turkey. And they were not. Yeah, they I think were. with Brian, he said that he went into it knowing that oh, there okay. would be gay folks in it, but not the hoopla you know, that we oh, saw about it. No, that it's no. Yeah, the different expectations, but but I will give look now. You know, I try to balance things out when I go on my little rampages here. That angered me with Hallmark, but I will give Hallmark credit, Lex. And I haven't uh, so Lifetime did this movie that they shot in Isanti, and it aired recently called The Christmas Listing. And my right. buddy and producer Ted was in that movie. Now uh, he snuck his way on. Now when I say producer Ted was in that movie. What I mean to say is a picture of him is on the refrigerator in a scene of that movie. But, hey, details, people, details. Yeah, it all matters. Now, I watched that just because I wanted to see if Ted snuck his way onto the movie. That was horrible. Uh, it was horrible. It, the 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 lighting was horrible. Uh, it it made the movies on Hallmark look like something you would see on uh, American movie classics. Uh, it looks like it <laughs> really. It made it look. It made Hallmark movies look like Orson Welles produced it. There you go, Don. A little thing for you. Um, yes. it, it it made it look like a Francis. It made Hallmark look like Francis Ford Coppola touched it. This was horrible. Uh, Hallmark at least knows how to light. They all look the same, you know, but the production values are decent. I don't yeah. like this Lifetime movie. Now, I know I'm going to get hate because it was shot here, but but I'm going to be honest. Just because it was made here, I'm still going to critique it honestly. I love that they... I do love that they actually shot a Christmas movie in a place that has snow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I'm going to be honest. It looked like Kenny made it with with his iPhone. Sorry, Kenny. Um, So I'm going to applaud Hallmark. They at least know how to make these things look good. So there we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A little positive right, well, there. If you had, so you'd have if you pick, had to pick one to watch to recommend. Oh, it would be the Hallmark movie. Yeah, because okay. they look good and they they look nice and they know how to make these. They turn these out like a chocolate factory. I mean, you know, yeah. they make forty seven of them a year. So well, it's uh, become obvious to me. I'm going to have to send you some of these short movies I've shot of myself uh, in the mirror. Uh, so Hot. Stand by for those. Yeah, I'll be waiting. Oh, oh wow! I'll be waiting. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Dawn, I'm very curious about this because 
we've all watched The Crown. Yeah. And then what happens is when you watch a show like that, mm-hmm. then you become interested in the real crap that happened. Yes. Uh, you are listening to a podcast? I like this podcast. Um, a, a, my talker suggested it to me, and I've really been enjoying it. It's called You're Wrong About... And they do a five-part series on Princess Diana, um, starting with the courtship. Then the second episode is the wedding. The third episode is the affairs. The fourth is the divorce. And then uh, the fifth one, I don't know the title here, but uh, they're about an hour and a half, so a little bit longer. But this podcast is by a couple of journalists, Sarah Marshall, who is currently, she's written for uh, many outlets, um, and then her co-host is Michael Hobbs, who writes for Huffington Post. So they look more into stories that maybe have been misconstrued by the media. He, Michael Hobbs, in this series, he has read all the biographies about Princess Diana and Prince Charles. And so um, you're really getting, um, it's basically like the stuff that The Crown is based on, but The Crown has taken it taken it, and turned it into whatever they want. It. You know, they ha- have to make up dialogue and make up situations. Yeah. So they take the basic things that we know about Diana, all that we can know, and they turn it into a series. This really digs deep about what actually happened and some of the mis- um, misunderstandings that the public has, a lot of it based on what the tabloids have told us. So it's really, really great because you're like, oh, that's what happened. And oh, wow, that's not the way the crown portrayed it. Um, And you just get to know her on another level that I never really realized. Um, So I would recommend that. It's called You're Wrong About. And you'll have to sift through their other because this is this podcast, a Time magazine named the podcast it was the second best of 2019 so they have things on like the electoral college um all kinds of things like a uh, harvey milk's killer and how that was covered uh this guy claimed that junk food made him do it that was part of his defense so they Ooh. dig into that uh, there's just anything from anna N- nicole smith oh. to um they really like to focus on how women are portrayed and in the media, the O.J. Simpson trial, they do that as well. Uh, they do one on Jessica Simpson. So they do the reading for you, kind of. And then oh, I love that. Research for you and put it into a podcast that I've really been enjoying. Can I ask you what, because uh, I've, I've watched a documentary on Netflix called Diana in Her Own Words. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going through that right now. And hearing her talk about Camilla and how early in the relationship she realized that that Camilla was basically mm-hmm. a third member. That was one of my big takeaways. What was one of the big takeaways so far for you in this podcast with Diana that made you go, oh, that's interesting. Um, okay. Not to put you on the spot. But no, yeah. no, no. It's okay. Probably the most recent thing was that she had more affairs than Prince Charles did. Now, oh. he started affairs from the, you know, he had that affair with Camilla going on the whole time. He was, he's really just been in love with Camilla his whole life. Uh, but, you know, she had at least three affairs during mm. their marriage as well. Uh, whether or not that was backlash or, or um, you know, revenge affairs or whatever. Actually, I think she just wanted to feel some closeness and, and love from someone. Um, it really good, digs deep into the royal family and all of their 
just a layer upon layer of what's expected of her and how it was doomed from the beginning. And what you're talking about, Diana, in her own words, actually, yeah. this is um, that's interesting because a lot of his source, uh, they're from two books. Uh, one is by Tina Brown and the other is by Andrew Morton, who wrote Diana in her own words. Those were that was actually she started leaking all of that to him and he wrote a book that was her, her way of getting out of the marriage. And then she claimed to not have given the interviews, but she actually did. She started leaking information to Andrew Morton because Andrew Morton wrote a wonderful, unauthorized uh, accounts of her and really fawned upon her. So she's like, she picked a journalist who she knew liked her. And then she started leaking those that information to him. So it is in her mm. own words. But um, yeah, so that's he takes that and then another book from Tina Brown and then a couple of others about Prince Charles and puts it all all together. And then I love um, the host, Sarah Marshall, because she really is hearing she's like us. She plays the role of not knowing the information. He t- is just telling her the information. And she digests it and. It's very laid back and very conversational too. It's it's you know you think journalists, but you know they throw f bombs in there and they're they're really fun. And she likes to point out a lot of ways where you know it's like here we are again expecting a woman to do this, you know, just because she's a woman. So she mm. brings that perspective to it, and so it's nice. called "You're Wrong About." And I'm interested to even listen to the other ones that aren't about Diana. And like I said, you'll have to sift through um, on your podcast app to find the five parts about Diana. But um, I wish I remembered which listener suggested this to me, but thank you. See, I just put a link up on our show page, too, to the first episode. So hopefully that will easily. Yeah, it's super easy to find once you expand and, and, you know, just. I don't know which app you use, you know, podcast one or whatever, but you just you might uh, just expand it to all so you can see all of them. It's so that's why I love these shows, these by, you know, the history based shows, because that's what it does to me. Um, it's spur- it, it motivates me to seek out more actual information. You know what I mean? To right. fill in the gaps of the of the dramatic narrative. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, find it wherever podcasts are sold. And, and the Diana, in her own words, that Dawn also referenced on Netflix as well with The Crown. 817, the Dirt Alert is coming up next. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. It's time to get caught up with the big entertainment stories of the day in the Dirt Alert with Don McLean. Hello, Don. Hello. Uh, Selena Gomez, she's been up to a lot lately. This year's been very busy. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. For her, she released an album and um, it's it's called Rare, if you didn't know. Great album. Uh, She also launched an entire beauty line Mm -hmm. and she has a cooking show on HBO. 
Uh, so she's she, busy. Yes. yes. Um, and she has multiple projects going on. Uh, she really enjoys being single. She's made that apparently clear. But she also has slipped in a little time to go on a few dates with Miami Heat basketball player Jimmy Butler. Oh. Well, they're both from Houston. Yes, Alexis. So they've got that going on. Mm-hmm. They hung out a few times while she was in New York City. Jimmy asked her to go to dinner, and they had a great time. It was very casual, um, but she's open to seeing where things go. Mm. But she isn't settling down just yet. Mm. I had to. Um, he used to be a Minnesota Timberwolf, too. Yes, I saw yep. that as well, because I started to Google him to see if he was cute enough for her. You know, because she yeah. is just so beautiful. And she's yes. had a lot of struggles in her life. So I think she's a strong person, you know, with her up and down relationship with Justin Bieber. You had all of that she had to go through. Uh, she's had a kidney transplant. She's had a lupus diagnosis. But she's just a, a real inspiration to people. And I'm sure she's just a catch, is what I'm what, saying. What do you think when you uh, Googled him? Do, do they seem like a good pair? <laughs> um, yeah, they curiosity? did. He looks, you know, I saw all different angles of him. Him, uh-huh. you know, with the side glance. Um, <laughs> him looking really intense on the basketball court. The one thing I would say is that he's very sweaty in all the pictures. <laughs> basketball stars are so sweaty. Very, you know? very. And yes. I just, like, most of Lots the pictures of when you Google uh, basketball players is, like, he is just absolutely dripping with sweat. And I just assume that they are going to be dripping with sweat at all times. All like, the time when they're going oh, out gosh. to dinner, he's just wiping sweat. Can I get another napkin? You know, whatever. Sweat. Yeah. Of course, that's not the way. But you're just like, God, you're so sweaty. And you're even so sweaty. When I was in high school. And I just, I was cheerleading for basketball. They would, you know, the, they're so sweaty. And you're like, I don't want to date that guy here. He's coming close. And I might land in the stands with my legs in the air because, you know, they topple on top of you. Oh. Because they crash into you when you're cheerleading. And then you end you. up just like on the floor with this sweaty, ooh, oh, right. just too much sweat oh, for me. Just too much sweat in the dirt alert today. It's all the things that go through your mind. Are you having a therapy session right <laughs> yeah, now? I, I feel am. like your therapist. I'm just like, ew, God, you're so sweaty. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you're so sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what about drummers? Drummers are all, also very sweaty people. I'm fine with a drummer. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, yeah, oh you're yeah. okay with a drummer. Yeah. Right? I'll have to tell you about somebody that I had a brief romance with off the air, Kenny, that's from... Oh. Um, Oh. oh, a band? Oh. Yeah, a drummer. Oh, yeah. oh a sweaty okay. drummer. Nothing went, oh. nothing went really far. He used to write me letters. and Oh, oh boy. My, oh, oh, my whoa. goodness. Passing notes. Part two. I think I was like 20 at the time. I was a DJ. Okay, um, let's move on to um, <laughs> another there's, great story. There's so much to learn. So about much, so much. Names. Yes. Oh. Okay, um, so... There was a fedora. It was Jack Nicholson's fedora from um, when he played the Joker uh, from the 1989 Batman film. It just went up for auction and it sold for $50,250. Oh, whoa. Did he buy it? Who bought it? Oh, my gosh. They don't say who bought it, um, but you can find out. You can find all kinds of auctions, which propstore.com, they've recently sold a total of 5.8 million 
items, uh, including wow. Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber oh. from Star Wars, <gasps> Revenge of the what? Sith. Ooh. Yes, they How just sold that, that for, for? $201,000. Oh, uh, why didn't you buy that for me? Man, we missed that? out on that. I mean... <laughs> People are oh, just bored during the pandemic. Mechanical, the mechanical alien head from the original Alien sold for eighty three thousand seven hundred and fifty. Wow! Um, James Bond's M six M I six training suit from Skyfall, which Daniel Craig want, uh, wore. This is a ridiculous price to me. I mean, the Batman fedora. Yeah, you can kind is, of. Yeah, that's that's a huge. But twenty five thousand for this suit that Daniel Craig wore. Oh, that's Did anything stupid. go for a hundred bucks? I'm in for a hundred. Let's see. Well, the, the lowest price here. Um, let's see. It says Jennifer Lawrence's costume from The Hunger Games, Part yeah, Two, eight thousand three hundred seventy five. A million. Yeah, that's yeah, that's worth it. Ew, yeah. Kenny. Oh, wow. Mm. She's so much to learn about you right now. She's very sweaty. (laughs) She's really obnoxious. Mm. Oh, oh, really? Mm, Can't stand her. Can't stand her. Oh, oh, we've got to have a debate sometime. No! Good. This is good. I'm fine with her acting. I just don't like her personality (laughs) on stage. Oh, this is awesome. I find her so annoying and just self-indulgent. Oh, okay. good. Next time Jason's gone, we're gonna have we're gonna kill two segments with that. Bit. Okay, all right. He'll try to convince me. <laughs> Lex will be sleeping, so that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also Marty McFly's Michael J. Fox's 2015 jacket from Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah, uh, thirty-one thousand eight hundred and twenty-five. Wow. And then you also had Heath Ledger's necktie from The Dark oh. Knight, 21000 just for a necktie. Wow, guys. There's a TV show in this. Oh, what yes. Has, the buyers, what do they do with this? Uh, does it go into a storage unit? Do they display it in their home? I mean, I would display it in my home. Jennifer I'd shadow box Lawrence it. Yeah, or wear it. it. Yeah. <laughs> right on oh. your one thigh. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Well, that was hurtful. Well, I'm thinking about me and my sneaker body. You know what I'm saying? You were talking about me. No, no. No, no. Oh, Lord. Hey, guys, the 77th Annual Santa Project is going on right now to benefit Ronald McDonald House Charities. Thanks to our matching sponsor, Clear Step Financial, donating $1,000. We love you, Clear Step Financial, and we love you for donating on our website. Back with a show that Dawn will love. I forgot to put this on the sheet when we come back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 107.1. Everything entertainment, everything Grinch. Thanks for being here. Speaking of, uh, this is obviously uh, the Grinch has been made into movies and animated movies and blah, 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 blah. And speaking of uh, holiday movies, there is a, a, a new special on Netflix that I watched last night that I think you guys are going to enjoy. And Lex, you will like it because it's a spinoff of that wonderful docuseries called The Movies That Made Us. Yes. Uh, that's, you know, short little documentaries about well done, by the way. I hate a badly done documentary, but um, uh, a g- series on the behind the scenes antics and stories behind some of your favorite movies. Well, Netflix has done a holiday version called the holiday movies that made us. And they, they do two documentaries. I wish they would have done a few more, but whatever. Uh, For this season, they did elf, the making of documentary of Will Ferrell's elf. But the one we watched last night that will perk up Don McClain's ears. Yes. 
Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. And you will love this. It is well done. And just just like we were talking about with the Diana documentary, I love walking away, um, finding out a lot about the subject that I didn't know before I pressed play. And I thought I knew a good amount about this movie, not only because I'm a huge Disney fan, but because um, I worked at a movie theater when Nightmare Before Christmas was released. And I like I have the original poster and I remember the whole release and what a big deal it was supposed to be. And then I remember how it kind of faltered at the box office and the critics didn't really understand it. But this documentary talks about that. But they also the my main takeaway, kind of like what I asked you about the, the podcast, the main thing that you walk away from this documentary learning is Tim Burton had very little to do with the nightmare before Christmas. Really? What? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, the actual making of A Nightmare Before Christmas. Did he kind of come up with the idea and said, do it? Well, yeah. The fascinating thing is Tim Burton came up with the concept of Jack and and Halloween Land and Christmas Land. And uh, way back in the early 80s when Tim Burton was an animator at Walt Disney. And really couldn't find his place and and didn't really fit into the squishy, happy. He was an animator on Fox and the Hound. uh, And he was, you know, befriended another kind of oddball. And Tim showed his friend at the animation studio at Disney the the outline for the story. He had this idea of the story of Jack and Halloween Land. And then they kind of crafted these characters well, uh, they brought it to Disney, and at the time, the, the managers at Disney were like, uh, no. Well, then Tim left the company, and because they crafted that outline on Disney property, and because he was working at Disney at the time, all of that intellectual property became Disney's. So uh, Disney had the rights to Jack and Mm. the whole concept of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Well, what you realize happened was Tim went away. The little oddball from, you know, animation went on. And of all people, the person that is kind of kind of sort of kind of sort of instrumental in Tim Burton being Tim Burton, Pee Wee Herman. Interesting. I did not know that. Paul Paul, Rubens, how'd that happen? Well, Paul Rubens, if you guys just tuned in, we're talking about this great documentary series called The Holiday Movies That Made Us, focusing this episode on The Nightmare Before Christmas. Paul Rubens knew of Tim Burton from some work that he had done on MTV. And Paul Rubens chose Tim out of everyone to direct Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh. Wow. Oh, I so didn't know he, Burton was the director. Yeah, so Burton uh, worked with Pee-wee on Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And another oddball was uh, Danny Elfman, who yeah. uh, Pee-wee liked uh, from uh, Oingo Boingo. He was, uh, he was the, the lead guy uh, in the band Oingo Boingo. Do you remember them, Don? Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, so, so Pee-wee picked Danny Elfman. To do the score, and he picked, um, or John Lee was the director of uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, I should say, I'm sorry. Uh, or no, no, actually, no, it was Tim Burton. But um, uh, 
so Danny Elfman, he goes, I would like you to do the score for Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And Danny Elfman was like, um, um, I don't know how to do scores. And, and, and Danny Elfman's agent went, girl, you best learn. <laughs> so he <laughs> yeah. did it. And thus his collaboration with uh, Tim Burton started. Anyway, so then Tim Burton went on to do another little movie you may have heard of called <gasps> Batman. Oh, <laughs> the original, <what's> no. <laughs> the, the original Batman with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Wow. Well, then he became the hottest director in Hollywood, like giant director Edward Scissorhands. Anyway, yeah. So, so then everyone wanted to work with him, and uh, he started shopping around. He wanted Nightmare Before Christmas never got out of his head. So he wanted to do it again. Well, uh, he went to Disney to see if he could buy the rights. And Disney's like, uh, no, we have a better idea. Make it with us. So, oh. so all they, so all Tim did really was give the okay, kind of give the outline, but a whole other person directed it. A whole other team made it. He was busy doing Batman Returns and had very little to do with it. He would come in during, you know, a couple visits to X-Nay this or green like that. But it was a whole team that did that movie. Now, obviously, it all sprung from his imagination. Uh, but, yeah, you walk away going, wow, um, <laughs> Tim's oh. name's on it, and it's his characters, but it's all of these wonderful oddballs, the screenwriter and Danny Elfman. It's all of these people that really, truly never get the credit, but are way more responsible for that movie than Tim. Um, wow. Yeah, I was shocked. I'm definitely watching this because I love the movies that made us, the toys that made us on Netflix. All of them, great yeah. series, and now, yeah, definitely watch. You that. will love this. So interesting. And, and Dawn, you will love it because I know you're a fan mm-hmm. of that movie. Love it. And just all the things you learn about, um, you know, one of my favorite little anecdotes is uh, Disney only gave them eighteen million dollars to do it, um, but all of these people, they don't, they didn't know how to do a movie. They didn't know how to allocate a budget. Well, they get done with it, and a really smart woman in charge, always a smart woman, the woman in charge of everything was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to show the executives the movie. They're going to love it, and then I'm going to look at them and say, you love that movie? Well, that movie cost $24 million, and that's what she did. She got she got <laughs> all the ex- she got all the she got all the executives to like a um, a work in progress screening of it. You know, there was some it wasn't all completed and she rolled the dice and she goes, we're going to do this. All the executives, as she predicted, loved the movie and she goes, great. You guys like it. OK, well, that movie you just watched is six million dollars more. And they were like, what? And they were initially really mad. So she goes, OK, well, if you, I'll, I'll keep the budget, but here's the scenes, and she had it ready, girl. She goes, here are the scenes you're going to lose. And she proceeded to list off all of the great scenes. They gave her the $6 million. Yeah, get it. Yes. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, it was a really great moment. So, so many little nuggets in this documentary. I didn't even scratch the surface. Um, you learn uh, really about Danny Elfman and what a pivotal role he played 
in this movie um, that you had no idea about how his girlfriend played a pivotal role. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Fascinating. It was well done. So you can watch it on Netflix this weekend. So Yes, I will be doing that for sure. 842. We're going to take a break, everyone. We'll be back right after these words. From Pennsylvania, folks are traveling down to Dixie's oh, sunny Karen. From Atlantic to the Carpenters. Mm-hmm. There's no... Anyway, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> Jason and Alexis in the morning. On my talk, 107.1, everything entertainment, everything dad jokes. I'm Jace with Lex, Dawn, and Kenny. The weekend's here, everyone. Woo-hoo! The weekend is here. Any plans, guys? Or... Dawn, any plans? I am doing a baking class. Of I'm... course oh, you are. Nice. What you making? Uh, I'm making uh, Bush du Noël, which is a Yule log. What the hell is that? It's a oh. Swiss roll cake, okay. which is in the shape of a log, and it's made to look like a log. And then it has little... <laughs> nice. It's so cute. And then it has little... Um, fondant meringue mushrooms next to it like it's in the forest and it's gonna be and, and it has buttercream and oh it's a caramel buttercream yum so anyway i'm gonna have to last the last cake i made i threw it away like i had one piece what? or a half a piece with mc and then i'm like what are, what are we gonna do with this we can't be eating this cake and you know uh, the kids are gluten-free so i literally threw it in the trash and Bradley just about had a heart attack when I told him that, so I promised to bring in the cake oh, this time. Yeah, you gotta bring it in, or is there a yeah, neighbor you can bring it to? How do you not stash that in the garage and just go out and you know take grab a handful? <laughs> oh my god! A couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah, that was um, yeah, that was an opera cake that I made last time. But yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. You know when you see him on Great British Bake Off, uh, Dan, by the way, is um, he's just so funny and great. Um, he I can't remember his last name, but he's the one teaching the class. But you know on Bake Off when they try to roll those Swiss rolls and if they yes. cook them too long, the cake cracks. Yes. And so it looks like crap. I'm going to try to avoid that, and I'm sure that Dan will be a great teacher. You can find all yeah. those classes at bakewithalegend.com. They've added a lot of more classes. You can get a gift for somebody and buy a voucher to do that. Oh, perfect. What's the hard, Dawn, for you, what is the, when you see it on the menu, because, you know, even the contestants on Bake Off, they have, they have their kryptonite. They have the thing, like maybe it's pastry week, maybe it's um, sponge, maybe they don't know how to make a good sponge. Yeah, or people can't make caramel. Yes. Yeah. What, what is your deficiency? Ooh, gosh. Let's see. I would say I've had a hard time. The last time, this last cake, I had a hard time with meringue. So there's like three different types of meringues that you can make, like Swiss, Italian, and um, oh, I can't remember the other one. But yeah, you can get that wrong. You know, it's oh, yeah. it's easy. Kind of, yeah. Oh, and also tempering chocolate is is a little bit mm. difficult too, because you need to get it at the right temperature. If it's like a mirror glaze, it has to be at a certain temperature before you pour it over the cake. Yep. And I was so nervous about this last time that I actually let it cool too much so it was very thick (laughs) and it just didn't work and it was kind of ugly but you know what it tasted good yep that's all that matters exactly yeah yep 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 Mm -hmm. i i i it's so i love that you do these they're just that's awesome how long does the whole thing take don usually it's an hour and a half okay Um, sometimes it goes a little bit longer so you should plan for more if you want to do these i would the first thing i would recommend 
Uh, and it's such a great gift. Like, you should give this to somebody who wants to try it out for Christmas. They will love it, and then they can pick out whatever class they want. My advice, though, is buy a digital scale that converts because oh, you can right. find them like 20 bucks on, on Amazon. They're really easy. Um, but everything's in the metric system, so you need to be able to weigh out your ingredients because they'll say like 750 grams, and you're like, what? If you don't, I'm not you're a just... cocaine dealer. Don't talk to me in grams. <laughs> well, right. I've no. I think about that every time I'm taking sugar in small amounts, and it's like, okay, that's that's 204 grams. So I'm like pinching a little out. I'm thinking of cocaine the whole time because right. that's the only gram reference that we really know. We don't really use grams right. over yeah. here, yeah. but it's so precise. That's what I like about the baking is that you you're like, wow, even that much can change a recipe so yeah so what time what time does your class start Uh, is is, is two classes over the weekend um it's just no it's just one i believe it starts at 11 a.m and it's an hour and a half, so I'll be driving back and forth in front of your house starting at about 12.15. <laughs> yes, Kenny. Uh, That's and, not weird uh, at knocking all. on your not door at, at 12.30. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. A well, taste tester. Yep. There's Kenny at your door. Hey, yeah. You done? Yeah. You done? Can I get you a cake? Uh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's yeah. something you don't want to hear after you bake. No, oh no, not at all. <laughs> I might have been, you know, if I may piggyback off of that, that's a great gift suggestion. Mm-hmm. If I may, um, I recommended this for an AbFab months and months and months ago, but it's a great time to remind everyone. Uh, a membership to Masterclass um, is oh, a yes. great gift. Um, I showed it to the girls on Girls Night a, a wee back, and they were both like, oh, my goodness, I love these. I gave them a preview of, like, I've, RuPaul does a class, obviously my boyfriend, Bob Iger, and they were, uh, and then the guy, uh, Brandon McMillan from Lucky Dog, my mother-in-law's favorite show, uh, Brandon McMillan, Million, Millen, Brandon McMillan does a dog training a Masterclass, and these are edited. There's a local connection. I'm really proud. Of, I'm really happy about this. Mark Rosen's son is one of the main editors uh, of of uh, Masterclass. So it's an app form oh, cool. on your computer. Yeah, and there's hundreds of classes. Steve Martin teaches one on comedy. Annie Leibovitz teaches one on photography. RuPaul's is about self confidence, um, and they're beautiful. They're great to watch. They break them down into lessons, so you don't have to watch the whole class. Of Annie Leibovitz, for instance, you can talk. You know, you can watch the four-minute one on lighting. You can watch the four-minute one on how to make your phone pictures better. So they're broken down into basically chapters. I love Masterclass, and you can gift it to somebody. You can buy them a year membership. So, little, yeah, yep, it's okay, a great. If you guys gift. Are, are going. Wait, what was that again? I've put links to most of the things that we've talked about all day today <laughs> at mytalk1071.com. Just type, click on our show page, and you'll see it there. There we go. And I mean, I try to catch it and and link it quick. Thank you. You're the best, Lex. Thank you. And you are all the best for listening. <laughs> Thank yes, you. Yes, you are. You are the best. That's going to do it for us uh, today and this week. Enjoy your... Have a good weekend. That's right. Go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right, Friday, baby. Oh, gosh. She did it again. Love you so much. (laughs) You be you. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk on Monday. Bye. It's a beautiful day.